Every every election, it's like, oh look, every major city, blue, 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 blue. Except like the farther north you go, the bigger cities are red. So like the southern ones, where all the people have like multiculturalism and actual like empathy for other people. We have a single blue city, and it is the one that we live in. Yeah. There's oh, a big I, I blue mean, dot in the middle of... I believe Dylan is referring to the part of Florida that I once got lost in on the way to Atlanta, and it, I found a road called Triple H Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but think, like, someone was like, we gotta, na- we gotta name our fucking street, what's it gonna be called? Oh no, H just won the title back, we should fucking name it after him. I guess... Yeah, Paul Heyman said that real funny thing about Triple H not wanting to work Tuesdays. <laughs> no, no, no. It was the... And Ruby Tuesdays is the worst restaurant i ever been in, so... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys. Oh, the weekly, shit. The weekly podcast about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Uh, hosted by two jackasses in Alabama and one uh, one sad, defeated uh, <laughs> political opponent in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> he had a bad Tuesday, alcohol's bud. Alcohol's flowing for all the reasons you'd guess. <laughs> let's talk about some wrestling. Also, Who? I'm... Speaking of, speaking of alcohol, let's talk about the pay-per-view in a place where nobody could get drunk. Isn't that sad? Had to, ha- had to watch that... Ho- me and Blake had, had literally Shane the McMahon. most. In- Me and Blake had the most intelligent conversation we've ever had, and it was about the politics of wrestling in Saudi Arabia. And I, I was gonna not watch the show out of protest, but I'm like, we've already paid for this month of network, so like, and I- you have access to everything else. You could have watched like a, you could have watched a slamboree. You could have watched like anything. Oh you could've yeah, watched literally anything. Could have watched like, could have watched some classic DDP promos. Could have watched the, could have watched the rise and fall of the NWO. Literally anything, and you chose to watch Shane McMahon declare himself the best wrestler in the world. Watch Shane McMahon win a tournament he was not in. Yeah. Well, no, with me, the literally the only reason was I was like, this is HBK's great return to the ring. I have to know. Like, okay. You, 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 saw, you saw the bit where he turned to Triple H and was like, we're too old for this. Too old for this. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, like, Sean was the reason I got into wrestling. DX was. So that's why I was like, I feel bad if I yeah, don't. And Kane, and Kane is the reason I got into wrestling. But I, I knew he was supposed to retire Four years ago, <laughs> and WWE keeps telling me, no, we're going to make you more sad. My favorite moment from that match, though, and people have gifted plenty, but um, the moment when Sean takes off his hat and he's going to run his fingers through his hair, uh, and he's like, oh, oh. I thought, you were, I thought you were going to reference, and now that we know he was injured, it's less funny, but the moment where... Triple H delivers the worst Irish whip in the history of Irish whips. It's essentially him and Undertaker hand in hand skipping <laughs> towards the to barricade. It. And then yeah. one of them turns and then the other one doesn't and then everyone's sad. And then, Corey, just... and then Corey Graves is like, I think he reversed it at the last minute. No, he didn't, Corey. Don't lie to yourself. I, I'll give you props though, Corey. You tried. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite thing about Corey Graves. Corey Graves tries. 
He does. Corey Graves does try. He does try. Where did... Um, hold on. Let's get back to some more Crown Jewel stuff. Um, Scotty and I joked about this last week, but I guess you do bet on Dolph. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> Look! No, no, no. My favorite was the moment from last week where you were like, Scotty... What happens if we fuck up our semi or our quarterfinalist? Does that mean we're fucked up for the rest of the pay-per-view? And I said yes, like a vengeful god declaring war on anyone who guessed other than me. And due to that, all of my quarterfinalists were rendered incorrect. It's and almost due to if... that, and then due to that, we are now in the closest part of the last year of predictions we've been in. There was a Dude, moment during Ray's uh, semifinal match where I was like, I have to have him lose. I can't <laughs> have it because then Dylan will beat me so far. And Dylan, the man who has, I think, tried to sabotage himself in the prediction series, somehow I winning. literally, I literally put up, up the right to talk about my favorite promotion. <laughs> Based on based on a tournament notorious for fuck you booking, <laughs> <sighs> in an attempt to be in an attempt to show how barren my field of fucks was. Yeah, just I was just like, let's do this. Look across my fallow barren field of fucks. My favorite moment was still when I realized, oh wait, Dylan. It was while the pay per view was going on. Oh wait, Dylan didn't submit. A Joe versus AJ prediction. Hey, Dylan, who's going to win? Fuck it, Joe. I don't want to be victorious on this pay-per-view. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool, dude. I wanted not, I don't want to be on the same page as the people that booked this show. They had Shane McMahon win the tournament. And that bullshit. was such a bad thing. Because like, I was like, thank God none of us picked uh, Miz or fuck. Who was he going against? Dolph? Dolph, that's right. Th thank God none of us picked Miz or Dolph to win the whole tournament, because otherwise we'd have to have, like, a lengthy discussion about, like, what happens when someone not in the tournament wins? Do we just render it all useless, or... That last match. That last match doesn't count. Yeah. Yep. I'm real sad I didn't pick Dolph. <laughs> but of course, guys, we're missing the greatest moment, which is the great return the return of an American hero. <laughs> no, 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 bad Dylan. <laughs> A man who, after the show, had the fucking balls to tweet out, Just got done watching Crown Jewel, brother. I think I need to lose some weight. Get underneath 300 pounds, because with my massive, my massive 24-inch pythons, I look like I could choke out the whole roster. And I'm like, no, Hulk, you're fat. Don't try to act like you're anything other than a chubby, chubby man, Hulk. It's funny, like, I looked up the The hilarious part of that being, Hulk Hogan could whoop the shit out of you. Oh, that I... Yeah, but the fact that he was just like, I could beat up the entire roster. I'm like, Brock Lesnar's on the roster. Braun Strowman is on the roster. Hell, Bobby Lashley's on the roster. Yeah. And I feel like and I feel like he's a, the most believable threat to just be like, I'm just going to hand out that ass whooping, especially to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I think Bobby Lashley. It's like if you put him in a room with Bobby Lashley... 
Bobby Lashley shoots Hulk Hogan twice. (laughs) He doesn't even try to wrestle him down. He just pulls out a gun and shoots Hulk Hogan. Uh, No, he just he shoots on him. Uh By the way, I think I think uh, I think from now on Hulk Hogan should come out to Real American, but they should just add the word racist. So it's just I'm a real racist American. (laughs) Fight for the rights of most men. men. That's just white men. Um, actually, I looked up in the dictionary the other day after Crown Jewel, and I was really surprised to see that under delusional, you saw a picture of Hulk Hogan and Donald Trump. Yeah. (laughs) Doing the Mega Powers handshake. (laughs) Just like, you're better than Randy ever was. It's like, whoa, Hulk, no. Hulk Nogan? Yeah. Um, so... Wow, where's that shirt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you could make some money off that one. Merch.aloneofpurebs.com. Um, no, it's got the word Hulk in it. Yeah, that's gonna be your Disney will problem. get you, boy. We managed to sell a shirt with Ryback's face on it, but I feel like the Hulk Nogan shirt would be the first one to get us a cease and desist. Scotty, Scotty, let's let's refresh that. We were able to put up a shirt with Ryback's <laughs> face on it. We did not sell any of that shirt, nor should we pretend we were ever going to. Wait, actually, hold on. I do have one here, and it was sold to a Mr. Ryan Reeves in, in <laughs> fucking Miami, Florida. Aha, uh-huh, joke's on you. His name is Ryback Reeves. <laughs> he legally changed it. I forgot he changed it. Jesus Christ. Three years ago. Like the mark he is. Well, you know, he's technically been on this show now at this point, so yeah, you know, I think it works. Oh, uh, so we I, own him. <laughs> we own you. <laughs> you know, one of we my bought fa- your house right back. <laughs> one of my favorite moments when Dean turned on Seth after they won the tag titles was I was like, this is going to be really interesting. To see, like, the tag champions, but they're feuding with one another, and it'd be really interesting if they had them, like, continuously defend the belts. Nah, just give it to AOP, it's fine. I mean, I'm totally okay with AOP holding those belts. It does. They, they do look real nice on them. Yeah. They do deserve to have something after they were like, hey, you know Paul Elring, the legendary manager we had you guys with with NXT, you got you super over? With your authors of pain gimmick and everything. Yeah, uh, we're going to take him away the first night you're on the roster. You're going to do nothing for six months. Then we're going to stick you with Rockstar fucking Spud for no reason. And then put him in a flak jacket, thus making you guys look like giant tools. I really want... have these these licorice belts as compensation. I really want Spud to come out with the belts and they're not allowed to touch them, so Spud just has them over his shoulders. I'm the tag champion. You mean exactly what's going to happen next Monday? I'm not gonna be... I'm not gonna be anybody's sidekick anymore. I'm Rockstar Spud. (sighs) Guys, who else... What other tag teams are on Raw? Because... I remember AOP winning it, and I'm like, man, that's a weird choice to give it to AOP. Oh, wait, there's no one else on the roster. There's them, there's B-Team, there's the Revival, uh, Dogs of War is dead, the Shield is dead. Uh, oh, there's uh, there's your boys, the Rat Sension. Oh, yeah, give it to those boys! 
Yeah, you know what? I'll watch the match between them and AOP. I think that'll be under done in in about a three minute warning. They <laughs> well, I mean, they had a mini push for a while where Connor beat a guy two weeks in a row, and then immediately the week after got beat senseless. Yeah. It was literally because they were pushing Connor's cure, and they were like, well, we can't have someone <laughs> named Connor lose. Yeah, that's you my favorite. think I'm joking. That's my favorite piece of logic that Dylan has ever dropped on this show. <laughs> but now back to shows that are, uh, what's the word? Good. NXT. Oh, fuck. The Gargano heel turn is my favorite thing in the world. So, so here's the weird thing about about NXT. Um, they have like a quarter of the budget, if that. Yeah. They tour largely only in the dick state of the U.S. Florida, and yeah, <laughs> and they put out the most consistently good product in wrestling. Oh yeah. Like 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 there is an you need to understand there is an inverse like proportion of like budget and like touring location to quality, which is why being the elite is so amazing. Cuz there's shoestring budget, but it's great. And like NXT's the next one over. Mm-hmm. See, with me my favorite thing about the Gargano thing was the Champa's response to it. Because Ciampa was immediately like, oh, now that he's a bad guy, I fucking, Gargano's awesome, me and him were BFFs, man. I'm just happy he finally saw the light. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, cool. It's like, I would love to see something like, now you finally understand why I did what I did. And we could be a family again, brother. (laughs) No, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, um, so back at Dominion, when Kenny Omega won the, uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. There was a vignette before it, where like it was this weird, almost anime thing with him and Ibushi like showing up. And there were feathers everywhere, whatever. One wing angel. But Ibushi asked him, "It was like, was it like, what did it cost you to get here?" Kid was like, "Everything." He's like, "Was it worth it?" And uh, like, I really feel like that's where they're gonna go with with Gargano, where he wins the championship and then he realizes everything he sacrifices, <laughs> and it just breaks the fuck out of him. And it's gonna be. Great. He drops the title the very next day. He's yeah. like, no, I don't want this. No, he's just gonna dr- he's gonna drop it in the ring, and then like he's gonna like have a couple of uh, semi defenses, like non title, and they're gonna be like, oh man, the champ's out of it. Like now that he doesn't have Champa to beat anymore, and then his wife's gonna have to come out or something. Like I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I like the idea. He wins it. He's so offended at who he's begun become. He gives the title to Tomasa Ciampa. It's like no, I like the idea that he gives it to Regal. Oh yeah, and that then, would be really cool. And then his redemption story arc is like there's a tournament for it, and then he has to like become Johnny Wrestling again to become Champ again. Yeah, Champ again. Uh, I really, I sent the promo. And then he gets his ass kicked by Ciampa again. <laughs> I sent the promo he cut on NXT tonight to you guys, and Jesus Christ, it might be my favorite thing Gargano's ever put out. Did he always have that weird way of talking? I don't, I don't know what you're seeing in the weird way that he's talking, because to me it just sounded like Jar- Johnny Gargano speaking. Like it just sounded like a little, like he was just 
not even enunciating, but he was like taking too long on words. Like he was like mouthing them weird. Yeah, okay, he, now I see what you're talking about. Like he was trying to blow the words as he was saying them, like in a <laughs> sexual way. Like he was trying to like well, mouth fuck the words. Well, the comparison a lot of people are giving online is to Eddie Brock in the Venom movie, which I don't know why you would try to be someone from that movie, but like, because, uh, you know, he came out with Venom gear for a few of his matches against Ciampa, and so they're like, oh, he's turning into Eddie Brock, come on. Someone was like, he's too nice to be a heel, why are you doing this? And I'm like, Sh- shut up, that's what we said about Becky Lynch, too. <laughs> and we have currently and the best woman ever. And she's, and she's still not really a heel. Oh, no, 100%. You can't have 100% of fan support and be a heel. That's not how that works. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's I, a different world we live in. Yeah. Uh, I still really... Also, Nikki Cross debuted on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, also, Nikki Cross was dope as shit coming out on they SmackDown. Had a, she but, had a great great entrance, great match. Um, I just want to point that out. SmackDown this week was fantastic. Oh, I've heard very, very good things. I still need to watch it. Fucking one ton of crazy in a five-foot vessel. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, one of my favorite tweets Becky has sent out was, it was a picture of her holding the title and the fans going crazy, and she was like, I was willing to go anywhere to get this title. I'm so happy you guys came with me. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's good. I think the first place that she said something along those lines was, um... In her Reddit AMA, uh, it was either last week or the week before, but um, it was sometime before Evolution, actually, and then she made that uh, Instagram post, and it was just wonderful. Yeah. I'm so I'm so sad that Ronda Rousey's going to beat her at Survivor Series. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we get to turn around and watch Brock beat AJ again. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, Mm, you're right. Yeah, you're right. They got those champs now. Fish, fish swim, birds fly. Brock Lesnar jobs to no one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, one of my favorite things um, about Becky that came out recently was somebody was talking about her run, and it was some wrestling news website, and they're like, "Yes, we are. We do understand. We might as well change our catchphrase to the official Becky Lynch fan page." But, like, it, it, the way they described it is her old character seemed very much like that. It was a character. Like, I'm sure she makes puns and shit in real life, but not as often as her character does. And they're like, if I met Becky Lynch to, today, I would expect her to be her character. She has fully embodied what she, what she's portraying on TV. And it's Oh, yeah, perfect. this is, this is, this is like... This is uh, sh- like early suit-wearing, short-haired Chris Jericho level of reinvention. Oh yeah, for a heel turn like that is that's the closest I can come to. Where I was like, you're different, but the same, but in the best way. <laughs> Except nobody hates her. That's the other thing is like she can't get rid of it. Like she's she's likable. She's too likable. Literally, like I, I was like, there has to be something she's done. Nothing. I liked her back in NXT before I knew who she was. Because she made Corey Graves have some of the best one-liners. Oh, yeah. Becky Lynch called me a hipster. I'm going to spit out my craft beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a classic. It is. Well, with me, I was just immediately like, and this Irish-born woman coming into NXT, I was like, do tell. Please show me more. 
as she river dances to the ring. She did do that. They did that. And then One she time. pulled. She pulled off essentially. Hey, I'm about to become female Dropkick Murphys for a while. I hope you guys are cool with that. And I'm like, yes, you Which, can do no wrong. Interestingly enough, yeah, in NXT when she got really hot was after that heel turn that she had. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she aligned with uh, with Sasha. Sasha. And then she was in that four way where like even Corey Graves was like, why is she in this again? And then she suplexed the fuck out of everybody, and everybody was like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> that's Take that why. Back. Take that back. <laughs> I miss that gear she had, though. The, the gear she had in NXT and the look she had, where she was, like, dark auburn red and, like, had, like, the like the BL, like, backwards of each other, like a weird Sami Zayn-esque thing. I miss oh, that yeah. gear before she was all steampunk. I don't know. I'm a fan of the steampunk backs. I'm a huge... I really enjoy it. And it might be just because I enjoy steampunk as an aesthetic, and I'm happy that someone in WWE is representing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything else happened in WWE? Because I think we've covered it all. Um, let's see here. Uh, Drew McIntyre uh, proved that uh, he's the other man. Yeah. Uh, other than Becky. Other than Becky. God, I really think that push is coming for him. I really think it's Survivor Series. I think he's going to be on the five man. I think he'll be the... Fuck, no, SmackDown has to win the five on five because they're going to lose both singles matches. Yeah. <laughs> God. But I feel like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna monster the shit out of it. Like I feel like I can accurately predict that Drew McIntyre will have three eliminations. Like um, he'll get rid of Shane and Ray and the Miz. Now, and, so I, or no, and Daniel. He'll get rid of Daniel. Daniel. Yeah. Oh, people would hate him if they, he got rid of Daniel. So yeah, that would be perfect. Unless you're yeah. in Atlanta, where Daniel Bryan is an instant heel. But that might have just been because yeah. of AJ Styles. Probably because of AJ. I will say though, like they planted the seeds for the um. It's like, are Brian and Miz gonna team up now? Yeah, on no, SmackDown. No, they should. I swear to God, if they pull a if they pull a mid two thousands John Cena thing where like fucking Daniel Bryan and the Miz win the tag titles. Yeah, I'll just stop talking. You'll talk about them on this show. I won't even be here. I'll be here for segment two to three only. Well, what a lot of people are saying is like Daniel turning heel because like this week the stress of the teaming them together didn't get to Miz it got to Brian and he beat the shit out of Joe so everyone's like oh Daniel's gonna turn heel and I'm like mm, no because that means we have to have babyface Miz again like we did for that year yeah and that was awful yeah awful but y'all you know what's there. not awful all of our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of PS that's oh, right yeah that's right. Except for Gazi. Except for Gazi. Fuck that guy. Anyways, patreon.com slash load of BS is the website where you can go and support you, all of your favorite BS network programs from a load of BS to the Fight Boys. And of course, you get access to our exclusive Discord. You'll be entered into the, I don't know if we're going to do it, quarter annually, semi annually BS raffle where we give out free cool shit to people who've donated $5 or more. And of course, no matter how much you donate, you get shouted out on the show of your choice, like all of our lovely BS fans, like the fanatics, and then of course, like that fucking shithead Gazi. Anyways. <laughs> You're going to see him at the next ROH show you go to. You know that, right? He's going to be there. And then he's just going to his... look at you and start crying. <laughs> he is. He's like, I love you guys so much. Why do you do this? Wearing a Fight Boy shirt. Like, 
please? Listen, don't don't lie to me like he's not going to be wearing a shirt with Vinny Marsala's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shitty ones you get from like gift shops in Orlando, where it's just yeah. like a cat's face, but like big. It's Vinny's face, but huge. Yeah. Exactly. He's gonna get it. He's gonna get it digitally printed too. Like it's not gonna be like a screen print. It's gonna be like one of those weird ones where it's just digitally printed into the shirt. Oh yeah. Oh. What like, happens if we only have one five dollar donator when the raffle time comes around? Then we just send him the gift. We already have four, so. Oh eat. shit. Yeah, eat a dick, all others. And if you want to join them, go to patreon.com slash load of BS. But boys, it's now time for the did it, did it, did it, did it, just watch. That's right. This is the section of the show where we try our best to get fucking Chuck to. At this point, I kind of want to get Trent to follow us more because the Cody rivalry has like ignited a true love of Trent Beretta. <laughs> Listen, you're only saying that because you didn't listen to his literal top-notch commentary during Power Struggle this last weekend. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I listened to, I listened to Chuck Taylor do color commentary alongside Kevin Kelly, and while Chuck Taylor didn't talk nearly as much as I thought he would, because he probably wasn't sure of himself, he had some great one-liners, including calling, calling Tai Chi a, uh, what was it? Uh, a theater, I think it was a theater club, uh, goth who learned karate. <laughs> a theater goth kid who learned karate. Yeah, it was, he's like, is that what I, is that what we're looking at right now? Kevin Kelly was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check in with him, see if he's had any good solid tweets. Now, he, I did see, now, I think no, it was- you need to congratulate him on his solid commentary. He got to commentate on one of, like, the, the 12... New Japan, like, major things. Well, that's huge. He replaced Lanny Poffo. Maybe yeah. because Lanny Poffo did such a sh... Not shitty, but, like, did such a mediocre job during the other things that they were like, you know, we didn't book Chuck on this show, and he's still in the country. Yeah. And he has experience, and, like, everybody who wrestled in PWG is, is like, you know, vouching for him. Actually, it was because a stray ray of light hit Lanny Poffo, and he hissed and turned into a cloud of flies. Yes. Flew away. That's a, that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut, because me and Blake both personally feel like Lanny Poffo is secretly a vampire. Like, look at that dude's face, and you can't say he's not a vampire. Hey, at Sexy Chucky T, you think Lanny Poffo's a vampire? <laughs> god damn it no 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 that's actually is... chuck's response damn it no also dylan says good work on that commentary thing top notch shit man y'all sleeping on him <laughs> y'all sleeping on this motherfucker I want to, you need to understand, I don't have the time, like, I barely, I missed most of the Super Junior tag, even though fucking Shingo Takai was in it, like, like, clotheslining motherfuckers like a boss. Yeah. I still want to buy PW, like, like, High Spots Network to watch PWG shows to hear Chuck Taylor do commentary. Oh, it's better because he's not nervous, so he just, like, whatever he wants, he'll say on that fucking mic. No, you need to understand, I 
whenever they were like pitching people, because they were like, yeah, Don Callis can't do commentary as much. I mean, granted, they got him back because Chris Jericho threw a fit. Yeah. But like, they have to find somebody. They're looking at Lanny Poff, or they're looking at this. I was like, why aren't they trying to fucking recruit Excalibur? Like, oh, dude, yes, Excalibur would be fantastic on commentary. Excalibur, Excalibur is a fan. I know he's mostly play by play, but he's like play by play, like also color commentary. Yeah. And he's also like intelligent and funny at the same time and well spoken like that's he is so well spoken it's it's incredible to think that he used to wrestle with super dragon (laughs) (laughs) like how did that friendship happen uh so if cody drops the belt to trent that definitely signals something big happening right no, it, all it signals is that their contracts are running out, yeah. and they're going to go into... I feel like they're going to start their own, like, agency? Okay, yeah, because yeah, Cody's Ooh. been saying shit about, like, wrestlers need better, like, I guess, yeah. people behind him. Yeah, so so he, here's my thought, and granted, I just uh, drank a... How much ABV is this? <laughs> we'll look at it later. Uh, here, here's, here's what I'm thinking, because... Uh, Adam Page turned down a renewal deal with ROH. Right. Ooh. Uh, Cody has said he's not going back to WWE. They even joked in the Halloween episode because Cody was like, "You want to hear a scary story, huh? Your dick flaccid over there. You're traveling 280 days a year. No yeah. health insurance. You know Christmas. You know Christmas. Yeah, man, I love Christmas. You're on a fucking plane. <laughs> oh no." And then, oh, of course, no. he is getting attacked by Triple H at the end of this week's being the elite, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Triple H, like, torn peck and all. Yeah. They're not, I don't think they're going back because even Meltzer's like, yeah, all in, double or nothing is like a thing they're looking to run to show. So I don't think it's that. I think it's that... You remember back before Cody signed the deal with ROH, he just did whatever. Yeah. He just worked wherever the fuck. Because he had that. I really think that they're going to start their own group for it, but like, so imagine a stable, but instead of it being in like, like one promotion, it's like, there's just a group of wrestlers all represented by probably an agency started by Cody and the Bucks. Yeah. And you hire through them. Because that would allow them, if they created a corporation, if they created a business, to then file for health insurance, file for benefits, file for tax privileges. Once you become a company, if, as long as you can maintain it, as long as you can do the proper paperwork, you can do better than what the others can offer. And like, if you take like 5%, which is nothing compared to what most of the other companies want, if you want to work outside of there, then guess what? You've created, like, you've created a union that's not a union. Yeah, that's actually really fucking smart. And I then, don't know if that's what they're doing, but, like, considering the fact that they've said multiple times that, like, the elite isn't going anywhere, the four of the five of them, like, Marty's under contract still, but, uh, like, he's just waiting for his release date. Yeah. Um, that That they're not going anywhere, that would be it, because since... Kenny wants to change the world since the Bucks aren't going to give up being literally being able to print money, but that they don't like what they have to do for travel. Why not find 
Why not start a business? Yeah. Well, like not only that, business. I feel like this is also something like, say, the elite, where, like, because I, I don't see this meaning. I, I guess they could still work for ROH in New Japan and stuff, but, like, this mm-hmm. also allows them to start working back in PWG more often. This allows them to go back to the promotions that made them more often, and they'd still be getting paid because they're getting paid through their company. Yep. Yeah, so mm. I, I like this because it also means indie wrestling would get, like, a massive fucking boost from it. Then they can license their merch through that, too. Yeah. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of potential, like, one hand feeding the other, especially now that uh, I'm wearing outdated merch now. The, the Young Bucks are no longer in Bullet Club. None of the elite is. Yeah. I don't know where that leaves fucking Yujiro and Chase Owens, uh, since they were unofficially... Like the elite bullet, the bullet club elite people in Japan. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, let's all awkward turtle together. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I look forward to the next couple weeks. The countdown timer's coming. We're at, uh, like two oh months, God, we're at less than two months. Yeah. Less than. Ooh. Yeah. It's going to be really exciting to hear what comes next. Uh, I know. Did we do the fucking dust watch? Yeah, yeah. I, I asked him if he thought Lanny Poffo was a vampire, and I think we've done that before, but I don't care. I really want to know his opinion on it. I thought that was a joke. No, that was no. legit. <laughs> hey, Blake, that's every dust watch ever. Wait, I thought that was a joke. No, that's what we no. sent him. That's, what we, that's why he hates us. Do you guys think if we direct messaged him and pretended to be serious, he would fucking respond? No. I still say that you should gather up the money to pay him for a private appearance. But the <laughs> private appearance is that you is that we just all get together at your house and interview him. No, no, no. Here's what it is. I'm going to a podcasting convention next year that I'm fairly sure Colt Cabana will be at. I find Colt Cabana. Uh, we settle our epic feud between one another. <laughs> right. And then we get Colt to trick Chuck into thinking he's going on an episode of Art of Wrestling. Then when he comes in, we strike and force him to follow us. That's going to be the plan moving forward, is Colt Cabana helps us. It's the turn no one expected, the two great rivals joining together to face a much greater foe in the form of Chuck Taylor's Twitter account. And then, uh... Colt's initial reaction, of course, he's gonna look at all of us. He's gonna stare for a few seconds, and he's gonna say, ah, I'm not gonna do that. No, yeah, he's, yeah. Just, he's just like, well, the reason Chuck follows me, you see, is because I've made my name in wrestling over the years. For some reason, like, you, it's gonna be a lot harder to get followed by. Fuck you, Colt! Just help us! I mean, I understand. He still ain't wrong. <laughs> I don't think Chuck... Here's the thing, I don't think Chuck Taylor follows Colt Cabana. <laughs> Well, time to go look. Meanwhile, let's talk about... I thought I would be sad that I missed All In, which I am, but I feel like I'm more sad that I missed the Jera Cruz, because I missed seeing fucking smooth-sailing Ashley Remington. My oh, favorite yeah. boy on the planet. So here's the thing. So we we did we did all miss that cruise. Do you know what we didn't miss? Like... Losing money out of our asses. <laughs> all of the money out of our asses. I feel like it would have also it. happened like, in All In, but even worse on the Jericho's. No, the Jericho's would have been worse. All In, we could have, like, cheapskated and, like, split our way into 
into decent, like, whatever. Yeah. The Jericho's, no. Uh, granted, Sc- Sc- Scotty Boy's on the sober wagon now, but... Well... Did you miss the part where I said I had a shot of triple sec before this show started? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so... I mean, sorry, I'm also trying to see if Chuck Taylor follows Colt Cabana. <sighs> he does follow Cheech of Cheech and Chong fame. Yeah, I would believe that. Mm-hmm, that makes sense. That check, Yeah, yeah, that checks out, that checks out. Yeah. That reminds me, I need to double check the next time ROH is coming to Florida so I can go to that show just to try and meet. I just want to hug Chuck Taylor. You're I like, like, I don't even, I didn't pay money for this suit i can't get a picture or a signature but i just want to hug you i just want to hug him and be like i am so sorry yeah for all of the tweets we send at you week after week but if you just follow us and then unfollow us that's all we need no just say if you follow us it stops it stops this is wrestling terrorism (laughs) please end. please end this for all of us can i (laughs) <laughs> I can't direct message him just the phrase if you just follow us this stops <laughs> it all goes away Chuck no don't do that one yet no we gotta hold off on the direct messaging no 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 Cause... we still have to do we still have to do the January month of negging <laughs> oh so it's not gonna be the full year it's not gonna be 20 neg it's only gonna be January 20 neg <laughs> I feel like we go until Valentine's Day, and then Valentine's Day, we're like, hey, buddy. Let's kiss and make up. for who you really are. <laughs> I do want to see the next Ring of... Whenever the next Ring of Honor show is, because I'm interested to see a Ring of Honor show when I'm not fucking totally blasted out of my mind. <laughs> do you think there's any positive... Like, Chuck has to has, have seen at least one of our tweets There's at, no by way this he point. hasn't. Like, it has to have happened. <laughs> I mean, I say that. Oh, wait a minute, Blake. You have to take me for my birthday. It's January 12th. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be during the month of negging. So we just got to walk up to Chuck Taylor and just, like, punch him in the dick or something (laughs) and say, follow us. Well, we can't. You got a a pretty nice Twitter. You know what would make it better? Us. (laughs) And then we just hold open our arms. We can't punch Chuck in the dick without Dylan there. That's his shtick. <laughs> no, we're gonna FaceTime Dylan in, then punch Chuck Taylor in the ding-dong, and then Dylan's like, good, my minions, good. He's got a hood up. I got a hold, like... <laughs> it was it was me all along, Dustin. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm the guy that just told people to hit you in the dick. We've discussed on the show the multitude of ways that I personally like to think we've influenced 2K19 because there is an official captain's hat that's been added and also five more ways to punch people in the dick than last year. Yeah, you're right. That had nothing to do with Shinsuke Nakamura. That was all us. Yeah, that one was all us. Well, hold on. Explain the captain's hat, my boy. It's like uh, Kyrie. They saw smooth sailing Ashley Remington footage, and they were like, "Fuck yeah, we need to get on that." Or Kyrie saying, "They're just like, yeah, yeah. but fucking shit, pirate, let's go." I also do think that um, Jerry Lawler was in a captain's hat, a la Captain Tibbs, on the Jericho cruise as well. He, he was, was, and it made me so happy when I saw it. I was like, 
He's living the character <laughs> of uh, Captain Tibbs. Yeah. Because I'm not saying they were based off anyone, because Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs were completely original. They're their own people. But. <laughs> Where, uh, what, a question, Scotty, on an unrelated note. When's Survivor Series? Literally fucking two weeks from now. In other words, we got to do predict. Here's. In case people are wondering why it feels like we're talking about nothing for segment two, it's because I forgot how to do segment two. Because we got to do predictions for Evolution, then predictions for Crown Jewel, then this week, just some bullshit about Lonnie Papo being a vampire, then next week we get to do predictions for Survivor Series. Shit. Yeah. I feel like I can I feel like I can call those all from here though. Like I really <clears throat> it 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 doesn't feel that difficult. The Dylan called shot. The Dylan called shot, yeah. Of Bray Wyatt returns, fucks everybody. Wait, what? <sighs> oh, it's that dancing hologram again. His new gimmick is his new gimmick is Val Venus's love child. Oh god. <laughs> and everyone's just like, you had a real dad you could take to take shit from, and he's like, no, Val Venus. That's all Val I Venus. want. Meanwhile, New Day has continued to be the brood, and it's like, wow, you guys are really going full-on Attitude Era, aren't you? Not even trying to make new characters to put in there. You know, we did the brood last week as a joke, but then we were kind of really feeling it, so now we're the brood now. Biggie <laughs> will not stop drinking uh the fucking strawberry Kool-Aid we put in that cup is blood, and so now he has to be Gangrel every week or else he gets upset. Do you mean that viscous red fluid? Biggie needs his fucking sippy cup of strawberry Kool-Aid or else he won't be happy. Um, I'm sorry. By the way, by the way, do you think they determined who, do you feel, do you think they determined who got to be Gangrel by who could blow the best mist? I feel like it always had to be Big E. I don't feel like anyone else it could have been. No, yeah. no, no. I could see, I could see, I could see Big E being like, "No, no, I'm Christian." <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Big E and his big old sippy cup, you know, I think a better sippy cup is in the works for him to drink his viscous red fluid out of. Where would you, where would you find that, Blake? On merch. Load of pure BS. Yes. Mer- PureBS.com? Yeah. Yes, child. Keep going. Keep going. I've taught okay. you so well. On merch. PureBS.com, you can yes. buy all of our merch. You can buy merch for all the BS shows. You can buy merch for yes. Fight Boys. You can buy merch for the JWF, our wrestling corporation. You can buy merch for other shows like A Load of BS that me and Scotty are on. You can buy it for Opposite Attractions with Scotty and Jim Murphy. We got shirts. We got shirts. We got more shirts. We got some Drinks, Scotty is whacking them oh, off right now. Yes. Um, he's getting Damn off it. on this. I've ruined No Nut November for him by doing an ad break. And you can all get them at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh, God, it was so good. Oh, yes. I need to, hold on, let me get a, oh, good vape break after that. God, yes, Blake. Oh. And you timed it perfectly, too. I'm so proud. Oh, yeah, I felt like that segment was dying on a fire, so. That segment was dying like the person who died to give blood to Big E's sippy cup, and you just got it ready for us. 
I could hear Nicolas Cage screaming outside from inside the Wicker Man. <laughs> that segment was Nick Cage and the Wicker Man just, Where's the bees? Wait, what? That's not the clo- quote. I'm sorry. Where are the bees? Why are there so many bees? <laughs> Killing me won't bring up your merch sales. <laughs> How'd they get burned? How'd the shirts get burned? Nick, why do you have a burned fucking fun fiction shirt? I'm sorry. All right. Got- now let's throw it over to Silver Spoon and Captain Tibbs in the JWF. Oh, wow. You're both ta- you're both learning from daddy. I'm so proud. Let's go to the JWF, boys. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the baddest man on the... On the toilet, it's Captain Tibbs! I've got malaria. That's right, Tibbs. You, of course, have had a busy week out searching for the Hammer Man. But, of course, there's been a busy week here in the JWF as well as we are getting ready for the Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic show. We're going to have some amazing Los Trios Tangos three-on-three elimination matches. And then, of course... Tibbs, we can't, we can't ignore the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Brunch Boy Baron, who is, of course, going to be facing off against the man who won the King of the Steel City Tournament and a man who Baron Corbin knows all too well. It's Guy Fieri. So, Tibbs, tell me about the King of Flavortown. He's Guy Fieri. I don't know what you want me to tell you anymore, Silves. I mean, he's, he likes food. He likes fighting, and he's a king. That's right, Tibbs, and Guy Fieri, I think he's got some words for his former tag partner, Brunch Boy Baron, so let's go to the ring and have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, the king of the Steel City has arrived, and I've got a message to send directly to my old teammate, Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. You see, a few years ago, Baron Corbin, he was my saving grace. I was getting beaten down by the VWO week in, week out, and I needed salvation. I needed a savior. And Brunch Boy, well, he was that savior. He came to my side, and we fought like hell to win the biggest prize in the business for two men to hold, and that's the JWF Tag Team championships we strode into los trios tangos not one year ago side by side to defeat a team of invaders and save the jwf for good but you know a lot can change in a year because since then baron has turned his back on me turned his back on the jwf universe in a selfish display to earn himself the jwf World Heavyweight Championship. He literally threw me away, tossed me to the side, and broke me to a point where, I'll be honest, I thought I'd have to retire. But when I heard Captain Tibbs announce the King of the Steel City Tournament, I knew that the King would have to return to defend his throne, and I did it with flying colors, defeating two of the best damn men of this business in order to put my crown back on my head just so I could go to Los Trios Tangos and face the man 
that I once called my friend. Because you see, Baron, this isn't about crowns anymore. This isn't about that title. It's about taking away what you cared about most. Just like you did to me a few months back. And so... Well, Tibbs, it sounds like the, sounds like the music of a man who is not enjoying what Guy Fieri is saying. Brunch boy Baron Corbin looks like he's coming out. Brunch champ! That's right, and of course, let us not forget that Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, of course, they did team together in the tag team known as the Brunch Boys until Brunch Boy viciously turned on him, forcing the Rat Sension to win the titles away, men that Baron Corbin has now aligned himself with. All right, now let's go down to Baron Corbin and hear what he's got to say. Guy, Guy, listen, uh, I understand... I understand that you're a bit upset about what happened between us, but you gotta move on, buddy. Maybe, maybe go face Dylan for the captain's title. Hell, maybe find yourself a new friend and go after the tag belts again. I mean, after all, that's what I did. I found myself a whole lot of new friends. Because you say that you and I strode into Los Trios Tangos together, but there was another man by my side. A man that reminded me exactly what it takes to become champion. And that man was Rat Boy Connor. Oh my god, Tibbs! Rat Boy Connor and of course his teammate Victor assaulting Fietti from behind. Climbing on both sides of the ring, getting in. Now let's not forget that faithful Los Trios Tangos match was of course where Connor turned on his teammates to join Victor, eventually taking the titles away from the Brunch Boys in a hellacious match at the Wrestlepalooza pay-per-view earlier this year. Oh, there's hair, there's fur, there's teeth flying everywhere. That's right, but unfortunately it looks like this sneak attack is not working as, ooh, Fietti fighting back, trying to hold off both members of the Rat Sension at once, and Fietti is going crazy, backing Victor up into a corner, and wait! Irish whipping Connor into him, and oh my god, Tibbs, looks like Fietti picking up both members of the Rat Sension, looks like he's possibly going for that big double food fight that we saw him win the King of the Steel City Tournament. Tibbs, this is amazing, the strength of Fietti. Oh, he's one of the most powerful men in the business. All that food, it goes straight to his muscles. That's right. Oh, but wait! Baron Corbin quickly rushing in with a huge kick to the gut, which unfortunately is forcing Fietti to drop both members of the Rat Sension, but Baron's not done with a huge brunch of days laying out Fietti in the middle of the ring, and let me tell you something, the champion has made a statement tonight, Tibbs. The champion has just kicked a man while he's down. He's had the Rat Sension come in and do his dirty work for him. I don't know what I'm going to have to do. Am I going to have to lay out some rat traps again? That's right, Tibbs. An absolutely shocking display from Baron Corbin and the Rat Sension. But of course, that's not the most shocking thing that we've seen in the JWF as last week. An absolutely fantastic captain's title match between Blake Tanner and the Dillon was interrupted when men we never thought we'd see in the JWF, the men known as the Elite, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega invaded. I mean, a lot of people have speculated about where they're going, when their contracts are coming up, but it looks like they headed straight for the JWF and they headed straight for Blake Tanner and the Dillon. So, Tibbs, how, how did you know that the Elite were coming in? Did you hire them or did these men just invade? What happened? 
I still have no idea who the elite are. If you're talking about those three chuckle nuts that came in last week, <laughs> no idea. Never seen them before. They look like they came straight out of Japan. Well, t- well, you're not wrong, Tibbs. But of course, I mean, the Dylan and Blake Tanner, they had a meeting earlier today because, of course, the elite are three men. But those two are just two. And we sent cameras to hear what was going on. Hey, you uh, you found anybody yet? No, not yet. Like, I've asked everybody who I can think of, and nobody wants to go up against the elite. I mean, honestly, I've gotten to the point where I've asked everybody, and people are just turning me away. I come up to them, and they already know what I'm going to ask, and then it's over. I... I don't know how we can do this. We just got the two of us, three of them. I know we're good. We're great. It's just, I don't know if we can win this. Uh, okay, listen, I'm I'm on level with you. I need you to act like a little bit less of a bitch right now, okay? Because since you are the longest reigning champion in this company, and you went through me to do it, that means if you look like a bitch, makes all of us look like a bitch. I need you to suck it up, because I know we haven't been on the same page in a long time. But you know what we have been on the same page about? Not quitting. At all. See, we, we both got the shit kicked out of us. We both came back up again. We both found our way. Found gold. I'm holding mine, you're not. But we'll get to that bit later. But we've both beaten just about everybody there is around here. And we've taken our lumps and come back. And see, as far as I'm concerned... I don't care if they're the elite. I don't care if Kenny Omega's the best bat machine. I don't care if the Young Bucks are the best tag team since fucking, like, the beginning of time. It doesn't matter. Because you and I have to protect our turf from these fucking assholes. So I need you to find somebody else to go with us because we're not losers and we're not going to start now because you decided to be a little bitch. Um, not the most inspiring words, but no, I get what you're coming from, okay. Yeah? I'm gonna Listen, ha- there's, there's at least one person you haven't called yet. <sighs> no, I... Do you even think he's gonna answer at this point, honestly? I mean, we can always hope he doesn't have caller ID. No, he's still in... I'm still in his phone, but fine. Ah, uh, God, I'll call him. Hello? Hey! Yeah! Good, you? That's good. Yeah. Uh, look. I know I'm the last person that you probably want to talk to right now. And I was kind of on the fence about calling, especially how things went down. It's just... We need a little help. Well, Tibbs, who the, who the hell do you think they called? It, the camera, it just ended there. Uh, what in the world's going on? I don't know what you're talking about, Sills. I, I thought my phone was the one that was going to be ringing. Yeah, unfortunately not. I guess Tibbs is 
once again going to go without a Los Trios Tangos match. But uh, Dad Gummit. I, I mean, who knows who they could have called? I mean, they might have called of all people the Hammer Man. Where? Duh, Tibbs, look. Is he? They, they they call him Blake. T- what's his number? T- Tibbs, Tibbs, up. I, I gotta be honest with you. We've we've done the DNA tests. We've ran every video back. We've analyzed everything, and it's it it's been proven. Travis Clouds, now of the VWO, he was the Hammerman. Unfortunately, for many months. You were deceived. The man under that mask was a cloud. Travis Clouds of the VWO. You're darn right he was a cloud. He was a puffy, white, lovely cloud of greatness. And that was the Hammer Man. And there is no way that Travis Clouds can be that puffy, white cloud. Well, unfortunately, Tibbs, uh, everyone else seems to agree, and that's what's led to Griffin... Next thing you're going to be telling me is that the Earth is a circular shape. Oh, we'll cover that one later, Tibbs. But I've right sailed now, to the ends of the world. I've seen it. Well, Tibbs, un- unfortunately, you seem to be the only one, because Griffin Clouds definitely maintains that the Hammer Man was his brother, Travis... And unfortunately, that has led to them reuniting one of the most dominant tag teams in JWF history, the VWO. And thanks to that, it's leading to what's going to be an absolutely fantastic match as they take on our tag team champions, Bananas and Pajamas, at the Los Trios Tangos pay-per-view. Tibbs, not one year ago, the VWO were kicked out of this company, but now they're back and they seem to be fighting for the titles. How's that make you feel? Well, I tried to fire them again, but it turns out that there's a Title 27 restriction on firing people due to the results of wrestling matches that I did not know about, so there's nothing I could do. That's right, Tibbs. Unfortunately, the VWO are back, but who knows? Maybe a little bit of the Hammer Man. That Hammer Man spirit is still in Travis. Maybe something he can do to fight back, but who knows? I don't know why the Hammer Man would be in Travis. Travis isn't the Hammer Man. Yeah, all right, Tibbs. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to find out the truth at Los Trios Tangos as the VWO take on Bananas in Pajamas. But, of course, another match that we just had confirmed is going to be a Los Trios Tangos three-on-three match. As, of course, last week we saw the American beer man himself, Sam Adams, get viciously attacked by Canada Charlie and his mentor Felix Ball before being saved by the Lumberjack and it looks like those four men are now going to be involved in a Los Trios Tangos match but who knows who's going to join their teams could be anybody could be anybody that's right well if we we have to narrow it down by the people at Canada Charlie my son has uh crossed in his time in the JW, oh, that's a long list. I was fixing to say, Tibbs, that may be the big problem for uh, Canada Charlie and Felix Ball. There aren't many people in this company that actually like them, so who knows? Uh, Sam Adams may have a completely winning match come Los Trios Tangos, a very simple match, two on three. Uh, but, of course, Sam Adams is down in our ring right now, and I think he's got a message for Canada Charlie. Y'all want to know something funny? Last week, Canada Charlie, Canada Charlie, that scrawny little fuck, he got in my face, and he bragged about how much better he was than me. He bragged that he was a winner, 
just because he's been getting on more pay-per-views than me. But boy, boy, let me tell you something right now. You ain't getting those spots on pay-per-views because you're a winner. You ain't getting them because your daddy runs the company. No, 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 you're getting those spots because you keep pissing people off to the point where they want to beat the hell out of you in front of a massive audience. You see, no one cares about you, Charlie. You're not a winner. You're not a success story. You're just a whiny little son of a bitch that apparently hasn't gotten the ass kicking he deserves yet. But I know one man and one man only that can give you that ass kicking, and it's the damned beer man, Sam by God Adams. And let me tell you, if you think little old Felix Ball's gonna help you out, well, let me tell you right now, I got the only thing that can stop a wrecking ball, and it's a massive seven-foot redwood by the name of a lumberjack. Felix Ball, Canada Charlie, you just got yourselves into the ass-kicking of a lifetime, and it's coming. It's coming in a Los Trios Tango's match at the hands of the Lumberjack and Sam Adams. Oh my god, Tibbs! From out of nowhere, the Lumberjack assaulted with a massive steel chair, and it looks like it's being wielded by Felix Ball, the wrecking ball himself, Taking down the lumberjack, this is horrifying! I can't believe it, but you're gonna need more than a chair to chop down the redwood, come on! That's right, but unfortunately it looks like Canada Charlie joining him with some more steel chair shots to the lumberjack, and oh my god, now taking on Sam Adams! The beer man trying to fight back with a few stiff shots to the breadbasket, but unfortunately Charlie getting the advantage with a huge spine buster! Looks like Felix Ball now trying to shove the Lumberjack out of the ring. Let me tell you something, a wise move, taking that big man out. Oh, but now it looks like Charlie's setting up for that vicious move we've seen him win matches with before. The Canadian DDT and here... Whoa, what in the... Tibbs, it's it's dark, the lights are out. What's going on? Didn't pay the electric bill, sorry. Oh, wait, hold on, I think it might be something else. The lights cut back on and oh my god... Oh my god, Tibbs, it's Mojo Gruff, that voodoo man from the bayou. He's returned to the JWF, and it looks like he's got his set sight on Canada. Charlie, looks like the Canadian one quickly, wisely rolling out of the ring, but oh my god, Gruff's got ball. Gruff's got ball by the neck, and he hits it. The Baja Blast, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like Sam Adams, he's found the final member of his team, and his name is Mojo Gruff. He was raised by alligators, don't count him out. That's right, Tibbs. Looks like this is shaping up to be an amazing Los Trios Tangos as the team of Canada Charlie, of uh, Felix Ball, and whoever their partner decides to be, taking on the Lumberjack. Taking on Mojo Gruff and of course taking on that man in the ring, the beer man, Sam Adams. We've got that match. We've got the Dylan and Blake Tanner taking on the Elite, the VWO versus Bananas and Pajamas. And then of course, oh, finding out right now, sounds like, oh, we of course heard earlier tonight Guy Fieri talking about climbing that ladder to take Brunch Boy's place. But it looks like this is going to be absolutely true as their match has now been declared to be a ladder match, Tibbs. This is going to be an absolutely fantastic pay-per-view. 
I really look forward to it, Sills. I also need to know who's making these matches when I'm not around. I, I'm actually, I'm not sure. It's just a random voice in my head declaring these things. It's, it's weird. But I guess in order to find out what's going to happen with all the rest of the people, to find out who's going to be joining these teams for Los Trios Tangos, y'all are going to have to tune in next time to JWF Monday Night War. So, gentlemen, it's been an episode. What did you learn this week? I learned that the fastest way to ruin no no November was to do a merch plug all on my own without training yep. wheels. Yep. What about you, D? Uh, I learned that apparently WWE is addicted to pay-per-views like uh, homeless persons addicted to crack. <laughs> <laughs> and I learned that Lonnie Poffo is the greatest vampire wizard of all time. Uh, Dylan can be found on Twitter at SexyChuckyT. Blake, where can they find you? Ed Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, that's it. <laughs> it's one of those episodes, I can see. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp Trilogy, BS vs. the Gods. Or, of course, make sure to pick them up on Audible. You can get a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com slash BS. Network, there's over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks to choose from, including mine. So make sure to go to that link. It supports us. You get something for free. It's a win-win. But if you want to support us otherwise, you can either on Patreon or picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, remember to go to aloadofpurebs.com and check out all the other shows. A Load of BS with me and Blake, where we're trying to defeat the podcast Illuminati. There's a... Fun fiction, where we read fanfics every single week and talk about some of our favorite shows. And then, of course, Opposite Attractions, where Jim Murphy and I try to build our own theme park. Check that out. And then, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. Every single little bit of feedback we get helps, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!